0: the bad news about God and there is some really bad news is that he's holy and perfect and righteous and the reason that that's bad news is that we're not and our not has some serious consequences so then what's the good news? And there is some good news great news, fantastic news I'm Bernie Diamond, and it's great to be with you again. Today, we're going to be taking a look at that good news from a different perspective. And please do stick with me, because at the end of today's message, I'll be telling you about our latest life application booklet. It's called Laying Hold of Your New Life. I'd love to send you a free copy to help you live out the abundant life that Jesus died and rose again to give you. So how are you doing this fine day? The one thing that I know, with frankly millions of people listening to this same message today in 160 countries around the globe, is that there's going to be a myriad of different responses to that question. How are you doing this fine day? Some people are just on top of the world. Others are in the absolute depths of despair. And in between those two extremes, there's every shade of grey under the sun, right? And wherever you are, some good news would be sure to go down well. Some some good news to shine some light into a dark place. Some Some good news to brighten just a, a mundane day. And even when we're in the middle of a fantastic patch in life, some good news to put all that into perspective. Well, today is a good news day. Today on the program, as we spend these few short minutes together... We're not just going to share some good news. We're going to roll around in it, revel in it and delight in it because the good news that I'm talking about isn't some cliché. It's not some bit of religious spin. This good news is meant to make a difference in our lives, a real difference, in fact, a world of difference, an eternal difference. I've previously said on this program that when it comes to God, there's both good news and bad news. We're in the middle of a series that I've called Reaping the Harvest of Righteousness because when we live out the goodness and the holiness and the the wonderfulness of God, is there such a word? Well, let's use it. The righteousness of God. There's a huge harvest of blessing in that. Not necessarily the sort of blessing always that the world tells us we should have, you know, the, the whole healthy, wealthy and wise myth, but a depth of reward, a joy, a peace as we live out the righteousness of God in our own lives. The bad news is that we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and the wages of that sin is death. The bad news is that God is righteous and we're not and no matter how hard we work at it, no matter how hard we labour at it, we will always fall short of the glory and the righteousness and the wondrous perfection of God. And whilst at first that might seem a tad unreasonable, death because we're not as good as God seems harsh, doesn't it? It's that bad news that makes the good news so absolutely, incredibly, wonderfully fantastic. The Apostle Paul has this fantastic knack for hitting the nail right on the head, for boiling big things, huge things, seemingly complex things, down into a sentence or two that people like you and me can actually get our hearts and minds around. Have a listen to this, Romans chapter 6, verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life, in Christ Jesus our Lord. There they are, the two sides of the coin, the bad news and the good news. And remember, when we talk about the gospel of Jesus Christ, that word gospel literally means good news, glad tidings. We're talking about the good news of Jesus. And if I were writing a Bible dictionary trying to define that Greek word that's used in the New Testament for gospel, I think I'd redefine it. I think I'd define it as meaning absolutely mind-blowing glowingly fantastic news. Now, if you're a Christian and you sat in a pew for a good many years each Sunday, maybe this good news has just lost a little bit of its luster. You hear something so often over and over and over and over again. and Well, after a while, it becomes mundane and passé, just the way things are. I have to tell you, it's happened to me from time to time too. But here's the thing, I I wonder how many people really, I mean really understand the enormity of this fantastic news about Jesus. What's going on here when God does this amazing thing in the face of such terrible news? The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. The bad news, the bad part of the equation of grace is shockingly terrible news. if you're someone who has never put their trust in Jesus, if you're someone who has never accepted Jesus as your Lord and your Saviour, wrap your mind around this because it's meant to be shocking. Luke chapter 16, verses 19 to 26. This is Jesus talking. There was a rich man who dressed in purple and fine linen and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores who longed to satisfy his hunger with what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs would come in and lick his sores. The poor man died and was carried away by the angels to be with Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, where he was being tormented, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. He called out, Father, Abraham, have mercy on me. Send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I'm in agony in these flames. But Abraham said, Child, remember that during your lifetime you received your good things and and Lazarus in like manner evil things. But now he is comforted here. And you are in agony. Besides all this, between you and us, a great chasm has been fixed so that those who might want to pass from here to you cannot do so. And no one can cross from there to us. Go go ahead, be shocked. Come to grips with it. Jesus isn't mincing words. He knows about hell and he's painting a vivid picture. But it's this picture is what makes the good news so great. Because when we believe in Jesus, we become As righteous as God Himself. Let me say that again. When we believe in Jesus, we become as righteous as God Himself, and the horrible penalty is lifted. See, this is the bit that I didn't understand at first. It took me a while to get it. Christians talked about the fact that Jesus' death on the cross bought me a ticket into heaven if I believed. But no one ever explained to me why. I needed to know why. The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. I get the first bit, but the second bit, why? Well, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 says this, For our sake he made him to be sin, who knew no sin, that's Jesus, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. If we think of God as a God of justice, then the penalty for our sin has to be paid. Someone has to pay And out of his love and out of his mercy, God came up with this crazy plan that he himself, Jesus, should pay. So Jesus became a man, was nailed to a cross. He took the sins of the world, you and me and everyone else on his shoulders. He in effect became sin. Why? so that you and I might become the righteousness of God, stand before God completely free from sin because the price has been paid. And how do we lay hold of this incredible blessing, the freedom of forgiveness, eternal life? How do we get it? How do we become as righteous as God himself? Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It's a gift from God, not the result of works, so that no one may boast. So how do we lay hold of it? By working hard? No. God's grace in Jesus is activated towards us through faith. We obtain the righteousness of God. In fact, we become the righteousness of God by believing in Jesus. It's that simple. And that is why it isn't just good news. It's not even just great news. It is mind-blowingly fantastic news because all is forgiven. The anger and the wrath and the punishment of God on us is removed and we now have a new life to live, a life that goes on from now and for all eternity. Sometimes, with all that we have going on in life, it's difficult, if not impossible, to understand what God's up to. But God, let me tell you, is in the business of transforming your life from one degree of glory to the next. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest life application booklet. It's called Laying Hold of Your New Life, and it's full of life-changing practical Bible teaching to help you live out the abundant life that Jesus died and rose again to bring you. In fact, at the end of each chapter, you'll find some life application questions to help you think through and apply God's Word right into the realities of your life. So, to request your free copy, stop by at christianityworks.com and you'll see that free offer right there towards the top of the homepage. Click on it, pop in your name and email, and that e-booklet will be on its way to your inbox in just seconds. That web address again is christianityworks.com. Hey, thanks so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond, and I'll catch you again, same time tomorrow, with a different perspective.